2020, everyone is staying home, home. They're making a podcast and hoping it will last to help from their boredom. A chance to flex all the rest of their art form. You hear that? You hear that? I think this podcast can really last. Hello and welcome to another episode of Second Golden Age of Radio. I'm Richard Templeman and today I've invited Kelly Tolly back on the podcast again to talk about life, to talk about our previous season three, so we can start working and airing episodes of season four. I hope you guys enjoy it. Because we enjoy doing it for you. Okay, boo. I'm here. Hi. Love you. Hope you're doing good. Yes, I'm doing all right. Just trying to deal with all the changes of work and everything going on. It's different times we live in now. Happy to hear from you. I'm sorry about all of your flights getting canceled because that's a bummer. I was hearing online today that the FAA is giving away money to the airlines as as long as you keep having flights all of the time. Yeah, it's been a weird transition working for an airline with all this going on the last couple months. How is it for you? How's life for you? Life is just here. It feels mostly the same, just different. But I never know quite what to do, like, when workday is over. Mom really, 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 really wants me to come over to her house all the time. And I really probably keep trying to stay at home more, but she really gets upset about it. And so, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. But we're doing okay. I don't know. Anyway, it's kind of depressing. Yeah, like, this is the first time in my life where things that are happening in the world are affecting me this bad emotionally. Things happen that are sad, and I get angry, and I get upset. But with all this... um medical situation and not having enough supplies and people dying i'm crying and it makes me so sad i don't know it's just it's just weird how it's affecting everybody it is weird how uh, like everybody's emotions and everything is just like all out of whack right now it makes everybody feel so weird like they can't control things and like we're used to not being able to control things i guess to some extent but like I don't know. It's just overwhelming. You feel like you could do everything you possibly can and it still might not be enough. I know exactly what you mean. It is just crazy times, but I'm very happy that we can be podcasting together. And I want to welcome you back, Kelly, to the show officially. Thank you for coming back to do this recap. Oh my gosh, Richard, it's so great to be back. I miss the show so much. I'm so happy that you still keep me in the loop on your recaps, and it is such a fun time. And I think I even got a sneak peek in there, a sneak appearance in there, if you will, during season three. That was a lot of fun. Yes, you did, and it was a pleasure having you, and it's a pleasure having you back right now as well. Um, yeah, so tell me, what have you been thinking about season three a little bit in your absence, but a little bit without your absence? 
I mean, so far it seems fun. The episodes are a little shorter, which, to be honest, is a little bit better for me to be able to listen and keep up with everything. It's been fun. I would love to talk to you about the first episode because that is fresh on my mind right now, and I'm loving everything about it. Yay! So what did you think about our coverage of the Alec Templeton time? Well, I love that it was great. It started out very awkward with uh, it's the Alan Temple time, Temple time, Alan Templeton show that turned out it wasn't the Alan Templeton show. But I think that made for just great fun on my end. And Minky was amazing. I know that he was definitely doubting himself on some of it, but it was all fantastic. Everything was great. I loved it. I loved it. It was really fun to see something different. Um, to do the talk show format it was really fun. I liked it a lot. Right. I know. Isn't Minky by just one of the most amazing, talented people? I am so lucky to have him as an improvised cohort, cohort and and friend. Yeah, I love it, and I love that you left in, like, the, okay, you can cut that out, because it so didn't need to be cut out. It was great, but it was just funny, funny, funny. I just thought it was so great. I laughed out loud so many times listening to that episode. It was great. My initial thoughts were that it would have been really fun to do this episode with you, because it just would have been really fun for me personally, because I could have just been the talk show host, and fed you and you could have been your improvising best but I love the way that it worked out with you and Minky it was really fun not gonna say that your opera singing was the best but it was entertaining nonetheless <laughs> but I loved it I loved seeing you guys it was just well hearing you guys I guess and it was just so much fun and I'm glad that he did it and he was he was definitely a welcome addition to your radio show, your podcast. It was really fun. Yes, I agree. We thank Minky, and always he has an extended invitation to return. And, Kelly, that's a great idea. If we revisit the Alec Templeton time program, remember the, the Richard Templeman host of our revised radio show podcast, had Richard Templeman leaving and skipping town, going to other countries, other cities. And it seems like since he's gone, you could be the talk show host at the Richard Templeman Hour next time. So sequelize that, because we have been talking about doing sequels in the future to some of our favorite improvisations. So I think that would be a clever idea. Yeah, oh my gosh, we have never done a sequel to our improv studies before that would be really fun and i would love to jump in on that one and i would love to have you be all of the guests or have you and minky be the guests it would be super fun and i really would enjoy that but it was fun and i was thinking of our friend josh who is a fantastic improvisational guitar uh, pianist and how great he is he's kind of like the alan templeton i guess in a lot of ways um yeah, he seems like he would have been a lot of fun to do with this episode as well. Agreed. So, Jay Harv, if you're out there, we need you for that sequel episode. And if we should ever be in the same room again, which happened recently, just randomly, 
that we were all in the same room together, but we could not spend a lot of time together because of certain social situations, pandemics, <laughs> pandemically speaking. Oh my gosh. That, um, it sh sh should we meet up again in better terms, in better scenarios? Yes, let's do it. Amen. And we'll, we'll go from there and move right along. Those were some good old days. The pandemically speaking, unpandemic days. <laughs> Those were great. Oh, gosh, I miss all of you guys. And I miss doing improv with you. And was so fun. What a great way to kick off season one. Sorry, season three, episode one. Too much pandemic wine. Oh, I'm just about to do a little shopping run myself at the old grocery outlet bargain market. So I'm really ready for some quarantine wine myself. Oh, thank you for that. So, next episode, Space Force. So much fun. I really dug the improv vibe you guys had going. Of course, it's an improv show normally, first and foremost. But it really was fun. You could tell that you guys have worked together before. It was nice. Um, the episode was a lot of fun. And Tristan, Tristan made a surprise sneak appearance. So that was fun. I am so glad that you enjoyed the Space Wars episode. Michael and I have a good rapport, and he is actually in the medical field right now. So our improv lives together have been, uh, for the time being, indefinitely put on hold. So I miss that relationship he and I have acting together, doing improv shows together and the podcast, because he is busy fighting Corona with his, with his, um, work mates. What is that word called? Coworkers. Anyway. Yeah. I'm glad you could sense that we had a good vibe going, a good understanding how the two of us work together. Yeah. I'm glad you can notice that. And I also thought it was a good idea to tie in his suggestions of making it a Trump-inspired space program instead of the original episode, which was Space Patrol. Yes, I really enjoyed you guys, and that's cool. I mean, it's not cool at all. I guess all, not just you and Michael, but just all improv in general, your improv life is put on hold as far as live shows and acting are concerned. So that sucks, but extra for him. But kudos to him for being out there fighting the good fight right now. We need all the help we can get for sure. And you guys were all, were really great together. And yeah, I liked the nod to the Space Force in your episode. That was funny. And the, the gay double entendres were quite amusing to me. I was giggling and then I listened afterwards and you guys were laughing about it too. And it just made me laugh a lot. Yes, I remembered having just a treat of a time with Michael saying all the double entendres. Um, it was very reminiscent of the gay I, and oh, the ambiguously gay duo. Yeah, I had to figure out what that was. Um, yeah, it kind of reminded me of that type of humor. So it was right up my alley. It was perfect. Yes, go Michael. Fight COVID nineteen. Go us for improvising. The ambiguously gay duo. Yes, it was definitely very reminiscent of that. That's funny that you should say that. I can see the 
comparison. But good job on another great episode. It was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed the original. I didn't have a chance to listen to the actual recording, but it sounded like it must have been a good one. It inspired a good improv. So that's cool. Way to go. Well, thank you again, Kelly. I am glad that you enjoyed the episode because part of this is your baby too. It's our baby. So if we were going in a weird direction that you didn't approve of, you ought to tell us because we don't want to go in that direction. We want to go in the correct direction for the podcast. But also, if we do a sequel to that one, whenever this is all said and done, you're welcome to join us. Oh, I forgot. I got a little bitty mini shout out at the episode. You said my name. Oh, I've told Kelly this before. And I was like, yay me. I'm still living on in the podcast world of the second golden age of radio. It was fun. I liked hearing my name, even though I'm not as involved. But I am digging this season, especially. I liked last season. And, of course, I loved all of our shows that we did together. But I am liking this season a lot. I'm I'm really glad to hear it, Kelly. I am pleased, and I'm glad we shouted you out, because it's true. You are integral. Integral. And I already forgot what the next episode is, but it is the third episode of Season 3, and we'll be talking about that now. My friend Irma! Woohoo! Oh, yay! The delicious episode of my friend Irma that we covered and did our own rendition of. So this is a treat to be talking about. On the second golden age of radio. What did you think of my friend? Wait, what did you think of my friend Irma? Hmm. It was an episode. Are you saying you didn't like the... You didn't like the cliche, how you say sexism of a dumb blonde? Indeed, it was not my favorite one. But you know what I have realized? Is that I think I actually prefer episodes that are more serious. Not the not the improvisation, but the shows themselves. Because the old radio shows are so corny. They're so corny. And some of them are fun anyway. But they're so corny. And I just enjoy that I enjoy the corny improv on a serious show more than trying to recreate the re, bleh, recreate the corniness of a corny show to begin with. Does that make sense? Yep, that makes sense. And I think that's a challenge too, because a lot of good improvisation can mimic dramatic things but when you have to mimic a comedic thing that was already funny quote-unquote funny to begin with it's hard to add upon the funniness or make it more funny than it should be yeah definitely i can see that and i think you guys it's hard yeah like you said to make something funny more modernly funny i don't know i thought you guys did good with the material you had to work with it was just hard to change up the story and make it entertaining Mm, that's not really what i'm saying i don't know i don't know how to say what i'm saying let me think let me think richard 
because what I don't want to do is be criticizing you guys because I don't think that you did badly. It was the material was not my favorite. And I was thinking that because, like you said, it's harder to listen to or to make a comedy that's already funny funny. It's like, you know, that I helped do one of the episodes and it was also a comedy. Yes, as you're saying, you helped out with an episode last season with our Miss Brooks. Yes, I did. And I found it to be particularly difficult for that exact reason. Like, it is fun to make the absurd out of the absurdly serious. And I did, I I had a little bit of a struggle when I was helping out with that episode. And I think just overall, it's it's harder to recreate comedy from comedy for some reason. It was a valiant effort by you and Noah. And it seemed like you guys had a lot of fun with the episode. And it did make me giggle several times. The deadpan, no, yes, yes, no, at the very beginning, that was pretty funny to me. And, like, you could hear your giggling, or not giggling, but you could hear that you were getting tickled at it a little bit, just me knowing working with you, and that made me laugh, too, because it was just so deadpan and it kept going, and those always crack me up, you know, because they say there's that you're supposed to do threes in comedy, but sometimes it's funny if it just keeps going and going. And that's, I think, one of those times that it was like that. Yes, I was very tickled with Noah's performance. You could tell that. We had done a lot of the recording separately. And then when we did the improvisation, we were in the same room together. So that does add a different dynamic, too. Also, we had fun with that episode just with the material um, we referenced Lucy a couple times in that episode, so it was really fun to reference, again, My Favorite Husband and reference all the Lucy shows up to and including Life with Lucy and then her interview with Baba Walters. Yes, I forgot about that. You got the chance to wax poetic about your favorite Lucy. I know how much you love her, and it was evident. He said the word Lucy, and you were like, what? Lucy? Yes, please. More Lucy, please. I want to hear more about Lucille Ball and her long-lasting career through many a radio show and television series. Yes, yes, indeed. That is my Richard for you. I guess my friend Irma, and not much to say about it, other than I used to listen to it a lot a few years back. In, the hey, in my heyday of listening to the old-time radio shows over and over and over again. Now I just listen to them for fun, but for the podcast. So it still works in my favor. I don't know if we have to say anything more about it. We could just tease that the next episode we will be talking about is the one we did after My Favorite Irma, which was... Baby Snooks! Ah, yes, we will be talking about covering what we already covered in the Baby Snooks episode. This is the one where Allison from Phoenix, Arizona guest stars. She's someone I went to college with at BYU-Idaho, which means we've been friends for over a decade. Yeah, that's crazy. We've been friends for much over a decade. But Allison will be joining us from Phoenix in that episode that you're going to be listening to, Kelly. 
That's fun. I don't know how you edit this if we need to tease the episodes or not. Like, you might just edit this as a, oh, and we're going over this, and then we're going over that. But it is a cool, fun factioner about you and Allison, and I think I listened in on part of that one, didn't I? Because maybe I was going to jump in, but I didn't jump in, and I was just like, you guys are awesome! Because I just remembered the baby Snook's voice and Allison was making, and that was really fun. Yes, you actually appear in the final broadcast of the podcast. You do jump in saying that you enjoy what we've been doing with it, but you don't like necessarily add as like a character, add a part in that respect, but you do add your two cents about how we're doing with it. And that is still in the episode, which I think is great. Any episode that I am in is most certainly great. <laughs> so what did you think of season three, episode three, the one about baby Snooks? That can't be episode three. I've only listened to three. Really? Only three? Are you sure? Hey, Kelly, what did you think of season three, episode four, the one with baby Snooks? The one about Baby Snooks was very fun and redeemed my comedy liking just a little bit. It was cute, even though it was weird with the spanking, but I think you and Allison addressed that capably and lovely. So I thought that it worked out all right. Um, was fun. I had a random me appearance on there. But no indication that it was me, but I guess people maybe know my voice, or you know my voice, and Allison knew my voice, so maybe people know my voice since I've been doing it a while now. Um, it was fun. It's hard to believe all that stuff about Fanny Bryce, that she was in her 50s and still doing it, because you said you did this right not long before she passed away, right, at 59. So she was almost 60 years old doing Baby Snook's voice. Which is cute. I mean, I guess you can do it. That's what voice actors do, right? Is is really good, cool work with voice acting. And we have some voice acting friends, and they've got that great, like, bubbly voice. You could play, like, they could play young if they want to. It's just in the way that you inflect your voice, right? But it was fun. I liked the way that you guys handled it. I think I may have said this at one point or another when I first heard it, that I liked the way you did it the same but then different, like it was... A fun way to do the same idea, but to change it up, uh, you know, make it more modern, which of course is what we always try to do. But it was, I don't know, it just cracked me up the whole idea of the iPod and, <laughs> or the iPad and how it was stolen. And in the end, she got to keep it anyway. That was a, that, that would have been, had, had Baby Snook still been around today, I guarantee you that's what the episode would have sounded like. So well done, my friends, well done. Thank you. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with it, and I'm glad that we restored your confidence in replicating a comedy and it successfully being adapted to a more modern feel. Thanks, Kelly, and we couldn't have done it without you. I do think you have some brand recognition that when your voice pops in to the podcast to say hello, people will know it's you. And if they don't, we need to fix that in the editing, right? But yes, thank you for supporting us when we made the podcast and thank you for supporting us now. Yeah, that was a funny one. Um, the antics with baby Chinooks and mom, I think Allison does a good job 
at playing the mother role. She may be a mother in real life, so she's doing a good job with her art, mimicking her life. And I think that all in all, it was a fun one to do, and it was a fun story. And yes, Fanny Bryce, freaking almost 60 years old, doing that voice. She was a good actor, great performer. We miss her. I meant to ask, um, the other voices, the neighbor lady whose iPad got stolen and stuff like that, was that uh, Allison as well? Question mark? Well, at one point during the taping of that podcast, I happened to be at the home of somebody, an acquaintance, because we were doing a film shoot for a play that I was rehearsing. So the two voices you heard, one as a hairstylist and one as Mrs. Mansfield, um, were they were sisters. They were the Taylor sisters who want to be involved in a future episode. So that was kind of their sneak appearance in the podcast. Good ear, Kelly. Yeah. So the Taylor sisters lended their voices to help us with a couple of the characters. Wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, the more people, the merrier. I hope that the Taylor sisters make it into another episode. We've got our own very, they're very small Taylor sister family. Well, Taylor sister family in Buena Vista that you know well too. And that would be lovely to have any and all of those Taylor sisters on there as well. All right. Just invite them. Got to go over to their house and say, hey, I want to be on a podcast. And I'm sure they do it. I'm sure you're probably right. Well, maybe not for me, but for you, they would. They would have have dinner ready for you while they were doing it, too. They're very kind and hospitable that way. So it would seem... So it would seem, Kelly. So you guys, we are making our way right along into the Season 3 recap. We are on to Season 3, Episode 5, The NBC Story. Thank you, Kelly. I felt like it was good. You'll have to tell me what you think. You know that I will, and I'm sure that I will enjoy it very much. I always do. And I'm enjoying catching up on this season with you. On my own, pretending wine's beside me. All alone, I drink it until morning. Without it, I feel my sadness rising. A feeling that I don't want anymore, and so I'll drink it. I finished the short story, the NBC short story, so... What did you think of the NBC short story? podcast that we did of the old-time radio show, NBC Story. I thought it was really good. It was fun. You guys did a good job with it. I was definitely in suspense waiting to find out. I kind of had a feeling that you guys were going in a skeleton key kind of way, you know, spoiler alert, they like take over the other people's bodies. But that is not the way you went with it, but that's what I was expecting to happen, so... I was, but it was, I was definitely in suspense waiting to find out. So anytime you can do that, I feel like that's a win. So good job, guys. Thank you. I appreciate that, Kelly. We both appreciate that, Brant and I. Um, tidbit, Brant has been hosting this improv, improv meetup via Zoom each week on Fridays. And so he and I have had lots of experiences doing improv together the the past month or so since this whole pandemic's been going about so we've 
flexed our creative juices once again and more. But yeah, Brant and I had so much fun with that episode, and he's so creative. I like how his narrations and his um, playing two characters, he played... He, he played the husband and the wife, and then I played a husband and wife as well. So it, it forced us to go back and forth, and he's just so funny uh, the way he, his delivery was. Yeah, I thought he did a really good job. He was funny, and yeah, I could tell that you guys were each playing a set of, or a couple, so it was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, you could, uh, it was evident that you guys were comfortable with improv as well, because... You all did a very good job with it. And yeah, it was it was funny. He was really good. I liked that we could add some spooky elements, even though it was like funny, like the, the content was really meant to be jovial and funny. There were still some spooky elements and you said you were in suspense. So that's really good. It's a good when a story can be entertaining because it's haha funny, but also like, oh, well, that took a twist that took a turn. Yes, I think that was what was fun. It was I did not know what was coming. And of course, that's part of improv, I guess. But I don't know. It was like I was waiting to see where it was going to go. So it was different. So I enjoyed it. It was very good. And I don't always get a chance to listen to the exact episode that you guys are listening to. But your episode made me want to actually listen to that episode of your show, of the NBC short story show. So I would say overall big win for you guys on that one. Yay, that is a big win. It'll help you, give you the motivation to go online and search out the oblong box. And another funny thing that Brent did is he used the title oblong box to oblong a dance move, the oblong box trot. And I was like, that's clever. So he tied in the original story by paying homage to it in a punny way. So yeah, I encourage everyone to listen to the NBC short story radio show. He said he listened to our episode for the podcast and it made him want to listen to more stories. And he went ahead and listened to other episodes. So all in all, win, win, win. Yes. The oblong box trot. I actually laughed out loud at that one. I was like, that's really, really funny. So it was That was very clever. So good job. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I guess that means we're on to another episode. And I think, Kelly, you, you have been really good at doing your research. So what is the next episode that we need to cover? It looks like it's Richard Diamond P.I.? Question mark? No, let's not do the question mark. Looks like it's Richard Diamond P.I. Ah, so does. Oh, yes. Richard Diamond P.I. This introduces a string of four, count them, four different on-the-radio detective stories. So Kelly and I have done a detective story before, but in these next four episodes, we'll cover four different P.I.'s. And it'll be interesting to compare and contrast them. So looking forward to that, which means I think it goes Richard Diamond, the Falcon, Johnny Dollar, and Philip Marlowe. I think that's the order, and I think that's the four detectives in a row we cover. Cool, cool, cool. I'm looking forward to listening to more 
P.I. stories. So, Richie, let's just talk about Richard Diamond P.I., shall we, for a moment? Yes, we should. What did you think of the episode about Richard Diamond? I thought it was a really good one. I thought you guys did a an excellent job at making it your own with the voice of the detective. And you did awesome with everything else. It was really fun. I liked it a lot. Jack did a great job with the private investigator, no pants detective. You did a great job with all of the other voices. I like the way that you brought his childhood creation into fruition. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, for someone that already had a character in mind coming into the podcast, it was great to bring that to life indeed. Um, Yeah, it was funny, and he was really good at embodying that no-pants detective. I thought that was a very fun episode. Yeah, well, I was a little nervous when it said that it was 55 minutes long because I was like, oh, they've been 30-something. It's been nice to listen to the shorter episodes. But I enjoyed that one nevertheless. It was really fun. I should also say that if I were involved, you know that all of that sexist BS probably would not have made it in. So that's probably a good thing that I was not... uh, involved in it it was funny because he played it up instead of it which was in its in its own way making fun of it so it worked out okay but it was funny i'd have been like "Mm, now let's talk about that for a minute now richard diamond uh no go yeah that's true another trope of all these detective stories it's it does seem that whoever Whoever the damsel in distress is always seems to fall in love with the detective or the detective or the detective hits on the woman who's in trouble. And I think we were playing to that trope as well as we were playing up the the trope as well as kind of making fun of it. You're right. But it always is good to explain that the sexism shan't happen. It shouldn't happen. So we need to definitely hammer that message that don't actually be sexist learn from the mistakes of the no pants detective who interestingly enough doesn't get arrested for having no pants yes definitely he gets away with a lot he's probably a straight white male of course um so he's gonna get away with everything but it Yes, that is what I'm here for in the recap, to say no to sexism, casual misogyny, all of that, long gone. Bye, see ya. Girl, bye. Which is funny, because really we're saying guy, bye. But the the phrase is girl, bye. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, any other notations on the Richard Diamond episode and Jack the No-Pants Detective? I've already said that he and I should do a sequel to see the further adventures of this No Pants Detective, and he's on board. So, always on the market for a sequel. Yeah, we've talked about that with several of them, how it would be fun to do a sequel, do it this way or that way. So, it's not like you're ever going to run out of radio shows to listen to, but at some point it might be fun to revisit with the same characters or in a different format in some of the ways that we've talked about. So come on down to season four or season five when we will retell 
some sequels to our favorite episodes. See? Leave them something to want more. Leave them wanting more. We want more. We want more. We want more. And less misogyny. And less misogyny. We want more. I knew the people were asking for more, but it also seems like they're asking for less misogyny. Anything else I need to address about the episode? Question mark? How often do I say question mark? Less question marks in next season. Oh, you're helping with editing. Yay. Uh, nothing more to say about Richard Diamond, I suppose, but here's looking at three more detective stories coming your way with Johnny Dollar and the Falcon and the other one, Philip Marlowe. You did it. I knew you could. Yay. So Kelly, three more shows of detectives. So the next episode on our podcast review for the season is the Falcon. And that was guest starring my good friend, Eric Studer, who did improv together with me in Seattle. And then since he's moved to Georgia where his parents now currently reside, so he's moved close to family. He and I've done improv together there too. We performed in the Atlanta, Georgia area. So we did a detective story as well, because the theme for the last few episodes of the season are going to be detective stories. So what did you think of the Falcon, Kelly? I liked your episode. It was really fun. I like how you leaned into the ridiculousness of what seemed like some of the show. I did not listen to it, to be full disclosure. I did listen to you guys, and it was very interesting and funny. Yeah, well done. You can tell that you guys improv together. You work well as a team. Two things about Eric. First one, he obviously is not a Southerner, even though he says he's from Atlanta, because Velveeta two-pound blocks are still very much a Southern way of life, <laughs> even nowadays, much to my chagrin. <clears throat> Just thought I'd share that. Second is he endeared me immediately with his being just like me, and turning everything into a drinking game, which is what I do all of the time. I'm like, oh, let's make it a drinking game. So it's fun. So I like that about him. He was he already had my heart with that one. I forget where exactly he said he was born. It was another southern state. Yeah, Eric is not a full southerner. He definitely has moved around the south. I know maybe Tennessee, Georgia, but. For the last few years, he had been living in Seattle, only recently has moved back to Atlanta to be close to home. Yes, we, we did improv well together in real life and on the podcast. I felt like it was a really good one and it was really fun. Fun fact, and a little behind the scenes, is some of the influence of my improvisation was not intentional, but Tristan and I had been watching the Japanese version of Sherlock Holmes called Miss Sherlock on HBO. So Sherlock and Watson are female. So it's like a hybrid of elementary and the British Sherlock show, except for it goes full 
the other way and makes everybody female. And I, I liked it. It was a good episode. But that's where I got the idea for those bullets that pop out of you, that you ingest a little bomb and it blows up and it kind of looks like a bullet hole wound, but it comes from the inside. That is a fun fact. I like that very much. That's always good to draw from other influences, especially Sherlock Holmes influences for detective stories. Yeah, so that was fun, The Falcon. That means, Kelly, your episode would be the next episode that we covered, the one where you and I reunite. I would say reunite again, but that's redundant. But it's the episode where we reunite. It's the episode where we reunite. I'm excited for our reunion again. Again, you were re reunited. It will be fun. I'm excited to listen back through the episode and hear what I said. I'm usually embarrassed when I listen to myself on these things, but I try to be objective. So I will enjoy listening to it and hear what we sound like. That sounds great. Talk about our episode. Woo! Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. What did you think of our episode? Is this the first time you heard it edited? It is, and I did love it much more than I remembered liking it then. I actually just kind of remembered not liking it that much when we... Uh, the, uh, the story I liked, I thought it was entertaining, even though it was a little confusing. But I didn't think I was going to like our episode very much, because... I don't know, it was kind of blah, blah, blah. But your sound effects did wonders, and it made it much more coherent. And so I liked it. It was pretty abrupt the way it ended and confusing, but also in the true spirit of that show that we listened to that particular episode. Yeah, I thought we paid a good homage to that original Yours Truly Johnny Dollar episode. And with most detective shows, either on the radio, on television... In the movie theater, I feel like there's always, like, uh, a break between what's going on and the audience. Like, we're not meant to know exactly what's going on, because that's what makes it a mystery or a detective story. But sometimes I just, I just want to know what's going on. Well, and it's funny, since we talked about, um, or since we were just talking about Miss Sherlock and I started watching it, the second episode, I don't know if you've watched it yet or not, but it's all about a stolen painting and so it was funny when I was listening to this, I was like, oh my gosh, is this going to be the same, the same exact plot? And it was a little bit different, but it was funny that it was all about stolen art after we had done our story and I had listened to our story about uh, the stolen artwork. So not only do we have little bombs that explode in people from Miss Sherlock, we also have the stolen artwork episode. So I, you know, if Miss Sherlock and our podcast have similarities that's a good omen we must be doing something right if we're following suit i haven't watched the third episode yet so we'll see if it has to do with your last um with your last pi story i can't remember which one it is you'll have to remind me what the last one is all right the last detective story we'll be covering on our podcast is the one and only Philip Marlowe, which is a very classic, um, a very classic story. I think he's had movies done of him and TV shows and, of course, the radio show. So you'll have to 
dive deep. And this one is another mysterious one where I had to listen to it several times of the original Philip Marlowe episode to go, what's going on? What are they talking about? Why did he do this? Why did she do that? Well, I'm just curious to see if it follows the same plot as whatever episode three of Miss Sherlock is, because that would be funny if it turned out to be similar. And we'd be like, ooh, did we know something? Or did we watch it and forget that we watched it? Or all of the people that you filmed episodes with? Anyway, not at all. But it's funny that those two followed so closely back to back like that. Philip Marlowe, I'm excited. I'll have to listen really soon. And we'll talk about it and see what we think. Hello, Richard. I'm so excited we made it to the final episode of season three. And it was such a lovely, fun season i enjoyed all of the episodes even the one that i was in it was fun so let's talk about philip marr shall we yes what did you think of the philip marlowe detective story were you as confused as dan and i were it definitely seemed like there was a lot of stuff happening but i really liked the way you guys did it i love that everyone was in on it that was a hilarious twist i did i really liked it it was funny it was good improvising Yes, I can tell you about the process kind of behind the scenes of of the story was, of course, because it is improvisation, I did not have an idea clear in my head which of all the suspects could be the actual killer. But Dan was weaving this nice web of going from one place to another to another to another. And he almost, I feel created this situation where it made complete and total sense, even more sense than the original old time radio episode made. And he made it kind of a combined effort between all of the suspects. And yeah, I thought obviously his acting and his improvisation work really was breathtaking was kind of like you said, it just was satisfying and i was impressed and i was a part of it and i was impressed i was like wow good job dan Ooh, i love the behind the scenes info that's so cool i'm glad to hear the process how it went that's kind of cool um so in a way it was like he made you an actual detective because you didn't know what was happening you were trying to figure it out as you were going along and he kind of knew all along what was happening so he made you a true detective trying to figure it out as you went which is really even cooler, actually. That's awesome. I was detecting. He was putting forth clues. So it was kind of fun. Of course, I guess in hours, I played the detective Jane Dollars. No, I don't remember what her name was now. Jane Benjamins. Jen Jenny Benjamins? Jane Benjamins? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, and in the four detective stories, it seemed like... Uh, I was able to play a detective. You were able to play a detective. And Jack was a detective. And then I got to play a detective again. All in all, it was a, a fun experience. And I recommend it. So if we ever do... If we ever do Filmar again, then we should we should do that. <laughs> yes, good call. That would be fun. Um, but it's good you get to change it up and play. It's interesting, the detective series, if you will, where you went through all of those. You hadn't really done anything like that before. Um, 
it was fun. I like kind of jumping around in some ways to different genres so you don't get tied down to one, but I like that, like the anthology, so to speak, that you did here at the end of season three. It's kind of an interesting way to just change it up, do something different. So keeping it fresh for the second golden age of radio podcast listeners. Yeah, that was fun. We'll have to try a theme series again, at least for the latter part of season three. It had that detective theme and who knows what the next season will bring. Got to keep the listeners engaged on that second golden age of radio. Well, Kelly, I think we've ended this season on a good note. It's good to have you back in the season as well as for the season recap. Yes, indeed. It was mighty fun. I enjoyed catching up and listening to the podcast and participating. And it's always fun to do these recaps with you where we check out the season and talk about it. So I have had a joy or I have really enjoyed doing it. And I look forward to listening to season four with you and checking all that out. All right. This is Richard Templeman signing off. We'll be back next season. Yay. Yay! Thank you, Kelly!